welcome to this week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan, and with us this week, we have our co-host, Vic Quell. Hello. How are you doing, Vicky? I'm good. I'm kind of tired. I feel like that's my normal cry when I come on here. <laughs> we do come on here after our regular day jobs, so it's not exactly too surprising. But, um, yeah, so... Last week, we, well, for the past two weeks or so, we've had some surprise announcements, quote-unquote surprise announcements from Apple. Uh, the first reason why they were surprised is because a ton of stuff got, like, quietly launched before their event, which kind of, at least it had me, confused as hell. <laughs> Same here. When I saw things, I said, like, hold on, wait, but y'all event next week, so... These things are what I'm expecting at the event. So what are y'all going to show at the event? Exactly. And like a bunch of people are saying like, oh, it's just going to be services and stuff like that. And I was like, but that doesn't make sense for it to, you're just going to have an entire thing just for services. Like flesh out the time with your products. Like that, that made the most sense to me, but apparently no, that wasn't what made sense to, to Apple. So, for the quietly or stealthily uh, launched products, we actually had a few interesting ones. Um, so, the first one was the Apple, I forget exactly the order. Okay, let me, let me refresh. Oh, the first one was the uh, iPad. Then after the iPad, I think it was the iMac. Then after the well, iMac, it which was... iPad? It was, well, did both come at the oh. same time? Um, it was an iPad Air and an iPad Mini. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we had a new iPad Air and a new iPad Mini. Now, the new iPad Mini, uh, it's the same kind of design. It's an 8-inch screen. Um, and the... So it's a middle point between the phone and the 9.7-inch regular iPad. Um, really easy to just walk around with and so on and so forth. Uh, now with the 2019 version, I see a smile on your face, Vicky. You, <laughs> what you, what you... I'm just, I'm just happy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you happy? Um, I don't know. I have Apple News, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good thing because Apple has kind of neglected the iPad mini for a long long time a very long time um and again though it's it's very similar to the previous version in terms of design and screen size and stuff like that it's the same like eight inch screen kind of thing um but it now has true tone color which is automatically adjusts the temperature of the screen depending on the ambient light in your environment which is neat and mm -hmm. very useful they also stuck in, and now it's not the same one that they have inside the iPad Pro. It's just a step down on it from that. That's They put in their A12 Bionic chipset. The iPad Pro has the A12 um, X inside of it. Now, it's still quite a considerable jump from their old iPad mini. Um, now, it still uses the lightning connector as well, instead of the USB-C port that you would have found inside the uh, iPad Pro. 
and it still uses touch ID instead of face ID, which I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like, it feels kind of weird. Um, it's something that you have to get used to because after after using my phone and then going back onto my iPad, I remember that I using touch ID. Uh, but then I don't really use the touch ID authentication often because, well, other than unlocking my phone, I don't know, on my iPad because I have the cover. It's like as soon as I take off, as soon as I open the cover, it automatically lights up and I just like rest my finger there and so on. So it isn't really like a nuisance for me because I don't really use it as often. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Um... And you can now technically use an Apple Pencil with the iPad Mini, but only the older version of the iPad Pencil, which charges via lightning cable, not the new one that is like all magnetic and stuff like that. Um, now, the cost for the Mini is 400 bucks, which, you know, isn't exactly too surprising given the, what we typically know about it. Um, and then the pencil is an additional cost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's what, like $100, $120 for the pencil? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm recording it's like $100, $120. I, think, I know the new one is like $180 something, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking like $150 or so for the pencil. Let me check. I'll let you know. Let me Oh, oh, I thought they moved the, they did move the accessory tab. Anyway, oh, I'm going to check right now to see how much the pencil is. Now, I do know that while you do that, they also came up with another one of their accessories, a new version of it called AirPods. Actually, you know, hold on. Let's continue with the iPads. Just clear that out one time. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Yes, yeah, so I have the Air now. Yes. So we have so yeah, the yeah, the, the, the first gen pencil is a hundred dollars plus tax. So like one okay. point something. Yeah. So we were kinda right. Now the iPad Air has been uh definitely been left behind for some time now. They they even stopped making it. Yeah, they, they took did. it off their site. They introduced the iPad last year and then now they're bringing it back. Exactly. So the name, you know, when you really think about it, like what's the real purpose of the year? Like, does it really make sense when you have the mini, the regular, the pro, like, and then just, is it just because it's thin? Like, is uh, that, I'm not even sure. I think, I think they, they brought it back because they needed to change. Cause you know, they still, they, they, they were still selling the, 10.5 i mean yeah 10.5 inch um 2018 ipad pro uh, yeah. and i think they needed to remove it off their website to more or less differentiate the difference between that one and then the 2019 pro because i don't know maybe persons were maybe persons were purchasing the 2018 one because it was much cheaper and hmm. like the specs were still pretty good instead of the 2019 one but that's what i'm just thinking so they removed it, they brought back the air, bumped up the specs. They basically brought back the air to replace the 10.5 2018 iPad Pro. But they removed some of the specs that was inside the 10, 2018 <laughs> iPad Pro to bring that one. Fair wait, enough. 2000, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I think it's 2000, in 2017. I think that's it. Well, the new one, 
Yeah, when did the new one come out? Last year, right? Yeah. yeah wait. Yeah. yeah okay. Last yeah. Year. So it's 2000, 2017 iPad Pro. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's the one to do removes in that site. Because this is also a 10.5 inch, and yeah, it's, of course, it's, air. It's lighter. It, yeah, I just missing like some, just like some key small points that they took off of it. Well, yeah. Um, I know with none of the new iPads adopted Face ID or the smaller bezel design of last year's iPad Pro. Um, and, you know, some of the prices is a little bit higher than we're kind of used to for these particular devices. Um, but the new iPad Air, uh, it's lighter than the Pro model, um, but also a little bit thicker, apparently. Um, from the spec area, you get the same guts found inside the Mini, including the A12 Bionic processor, the True Tone display, and it will also work with the Apple Pencil. Um, though I did see somewhere that it will also not work with the Smart Keyboard Folio as well. Oh yeah, it has um, the Smart Connectors on it to help it to, to work with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one thing I saw was that they were saying that it's, and it's a bit unfortunate that because of this update is, you know, buying a keyboard case for your non iPad. So your non mini iPad is now way more complex than it was before because all three iPad options each have different keyboard requirements. The pro is the only one that works with the smart keyboard folio. Um, the, $329 iPad only works with Bluetooth keyboards and the new Air still works with the smart keyboard but not the Folio smart keyboard. Yeah, only the, 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 the one that they did for the 2017 iPad. Yeah. Oh, and the new Air also works with Bluetooth um, keyboards as well. And it's missing speakers. It's missing it's speakers? Like, yeah, so my iPad has four speakers, if I remember correctly. Um... And if I, if I if I'm from looking at the pictures, the bezels on the sides are just slightly smaller. Let me see if I can. So like, oh man, so like, see, they're just like slight. Oh no, wait, wait, no, not money. Yeah, they put the same size on the side there. But yeah, so these ones have <laughs> these ones have um, four speakers, two at the top, two at the bottom, and the iPad Air only has two at the bottom. So it's missing speakers. It's missing a flash for the camera. Um, actually, don't I think th those are all the the main noticeable things that I really said it's missing. I haven't like checked anything else. And the prices is different as well. Yeah. So this is like I I think, and I also think they adjusted their lineup to match their MacBook lineup as well. Because you know you have the MacBook, you have the yeah. MacBook. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you have the Mac Mini. You have the like I have the Mac Mini over there with iMac. But yeah, you have the MacBook. You have the MacBook Air, and you have the MacBook Pro, which is kind of sort of the same thing for the iPad. You have the iPad, iPad Air, iPad Pro. And I guess I'm guessing because I listened to the video today, and they kind of put it in like a really nice perspective. Whereas um, the iPad Air is for persons who wants an iPad to do iPad things. So like basically like like just use it to watch YouTube, Netflix, um, jot down some notes or whatever, like just like the usual tablet stuff. 
whereas the iPad Pro would be for persons who want to do more who who are basically trying to trying to replace their laptop with their iPad. So like you're trying to do more pro like um more pro stuff with the iPad. So like editing videos, photos, audio, stuff like those. So I guess that's that's like a good way of placing it. And then like the the budget budget iPad is for persons with um uh smaller pocket but would like to have an iPad. So I guess you could throw them at your kids whereas you don't trust your kids to have something something with like high specs that cost more, just throw them like their regular iPad. Fair enough. Still a little bit weird. Um I I like immediately think back to Jerry Rig everything and his attempt at switching over to an iPad with a keyboard for like I, I think it was like somewhere between a week and a month and he hated it like it it surprised him how much how it worked well enough but he still hated it at the same time yeah because it's, it's, it's really it's still bound to ios so without that without changing the os for it the ipad pro ain't going nowhere so like i was getting and jumping ahead of a little bit earlier they also brought out the new ipad pods uh, the, sorry, AirPods, <laughs> iPad Prods. That's gonna be their next thing—the little pod for your iPhone. Um, but essentially, these are a revamped versions of the original. Uh, people are wondering if it's really worth giving it the monkey or two. It's kind of uh, like, um, do you know, remember when they revamped the—I'm uh, gonna call it the Series Zero. But when they revamped the original Apple Watch and then yeah. it came up with Apple Watch Series 1, it's just like that. Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, from what I understand, uh, it'll have the charging case, which you can buy on its own for like 79 bucks. It has a new H1 chip inside, which should give a little bit longer battery life than the previous version. And the ability to summon Siri with your voice rather than oh, having to touch them. And help with connecting your AirPods faster. Oh, okay. That's that's a good it's, thing. It's, I, I've, I've seen a video and it's like literally point couple seconds faster. <laughs> Those point seconds, point couple seconds matter, Vicky. They matter. Um, the wireless charging case also suggested that you may finally get AirPods, I mean AirPower wireless charging pad, but they both have and also don't have references to it on their website anymore. Like, they kind of removed everything that you typically find, but, like, someone still found, like, this hidden version of it somewhere on the website where it still showed it um, charging the AirPods, like, the new version of the AirPods. So it's kind of like, I have no idea what you're doing because you, you're doing things weird. <laughs> That's clearly still in the testing to develop phase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what people are saying is essentially missing is that, you know, they're still going with the one size fits all design. Um, even though, you know, not all human ears are the same. Some people have smaller ears, like air holes. That kind of sounds dirty. Um, and bit bigger ones and different sizes and stuff like that so you get beats. 
And Apple is clearly giving them another option on their side. They on their <laughs> I mean, you know, the, I did see an article saying like Beats is coming out with the AirPods with competitor. Yeah, and it's like which which this like, is the same company though. Yeah, still going inside Apple's pocket. They may not be getting all of it, but they're getting they're I'm pretty sure they get most of it. Yeah. So I mean, keep in mind, you know, AirPods, from what I understand, they people don't really have a problem with like them falling out when they're jogging. Like, you know, although a lot of people thought what was gonna happen when people were dancing, they were just gonna go pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> um but these seem to stay in place, um, so I don't expect the new versions to really go anywhere either. A lot of people have also said that they won't stay put, but that's so it's kind of like a case by case basis, and for a lot of for some people, um, there's also no noise can- canceling capabilities or color options other than the white, which I mean, white can get annoying at times. Especially if it starts to, like, you put them in your pocket for whatever reason and then the jeans rubs off on them so they get a little oh, shade of blue. blue. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I don't like white AirPods. stuff. I try to keep my AirPods as clean as possible. Every time I clean my air, I clean my AirPods. Yeah. But this is why I like black accessories. Like, all my headphones and stuff like that, they're generally black. I don't have to worry so about, like, my to, jeans rubbing. Uh, I'm so used to Apple's white accessories, I'm kind of accustomed to it now. Yeah. Ooh. Apparently my, uh, having a little bit of problem with my video. Give me one sec. Okay, there we go. Now... What they were also saying is that it still also doesn't really have anything like um, replaceable batteries. You know, these batteries are sealed inside of the devices and the charger. Um, And that they're, quote unquote, built to self-destruct within two to three years. Meaning that, you know, they're not going to (laughs) (laughs) hold the battery life. Or they may actually explode. You never know. I know a lot of people have been saying that their AirPods that they got from the first year that came out have started to die. And so they now need to go and buy new ones. Which I is kind of like... mine in 2016. So I've had a year useful for So that means I have to change now between this year and next year. Pretty much. <laughs> and I'll wait for the third generation. Hmm. Fair enough. But that also becomes a little bit of a, what's the word, um, a fire concern for recyclers and trash collectors, because when you just throw them out, they may get, they may leak, they may catch fire, so on and so forth. So we'll have to see what really happens with that kind of stuff too. Which you is, turn them back to Apple. Is the reason why Apple has that system. Recycling, yeah. If you gotta go there to replace it, might as well go there replace it and turn them at the same time. And get you a little ten percent, well ten dollars. So I'm pretty sure they ain't giving you. They're not gonna give you more than like. They're gonna give you like maybe fifty or ten dollars for returning it. <laughs> all of that. So cheapest, you just take that and put it towards getting the new ones. Pretty much. Um, and lastly, we well lastly for the hardware stuff, 
We haven't gotten to the software stuff yet. But for the hardware stuff, we got some iMac updates. So it's kind of weird because typically this stuff is generally done at um, WWDC. But they <laughs> launched it before a keynote, which is well before WWDC. So it's kind of weird. Um, anyway, so <sighs> we have a 21.5 inch and a 27 inch iMac that have both been up have updated specs that bring them into more modern day type of um, computers space. They have a new Intel processor and AMD graphics card well chips. The 21.5 inch machine still has a 4K display, but now lets you choose from the eighth generation Intel Core processor. So that's the i3, i5, i7, um, depending on how much cash you're willing to spend. And uh, you can go up to an AMD Radeon Pro Vega 20 GPU, which is a pretty decent uh, GPU, in all honesty, for a, a laptop. And the, sorry, not a laptop, but for a, a desktop. Um, the 27-inch iMac also has some more higher-end stuff. Uh, all standard models come with Core i5, um, the, but the top-tier ones use the newer, um, newer ninth-generation chip instead of the still-current 8th-gen. Uh, so you're going to get a little bit more bandwidth for your stuff. You're going to get a bit more speed. Um, the bus is going to be a little bit bigger, meaning that you can start to run more stuff on it without it starting to slow down, essentially. Now, so if you like a ton of performance for things like video editing and like movies and uh, audio and just encoding and stuff on a whole, even making games, then you can really go all the way up. Um, it will cost you about $100, $400 on top of the $2,299. Um, but the most expensive model that they have is one for $5,249, which includes the fastest processor, 64 gigs of RAM, a Radeon Pro Vega 48 graphics processor, and a two terabyte solid state drive, which is actually a lot for an iMac, if I remember correctly, like the, the, um, solid state drive. What do you, am I wrong with that, Vicky? Like, what's what's the average for that? The average. So, um, hard drive space. Uh, the pro, the pro has four, four terabytes. Oh, okay. The iMac. I mean, if you if you're trying to dish out five thousand dollars for base. Yeah, fair enough. But it goes up. It goes up to four okay okay so some stuff that's missing now from these is that we have um well of course it's taken it a little bit longer the new iMac still don't have touch id for entering passwords making payments even though many of the mac laptops now come with them um there's no they face they have to change the whole keyboard mm -hmm. or they could just have something on the side by the monitor or something like that no like they, they, they essentially could just keyboard because they still have the, um, 
the jack button on the keyboard, but mm. we originally had that because you had a CD drive. Yep. No, you don't have a CD drive. Rid of that key. That's a fair point. They could do, they could do the same as they did uh, MacBook Air, where you just have to watch for the touch ID. That's a fair point. Um, they also don't have face ID either, so which would kind of make sense because they have. Wait, hold on. iMacs have webcams, yes? Yeah, they have crappy yeah. webcams. Right. So that's the next thing. Like, why haven't they updated the webcams? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that should have been a thing. It with your, you can't unlock it. Will unlock it with your Apple Watch either. Uh, it's like I, I I get so accustomed to unlocking my my watch, or when I get to work, I just, like I click the keyboard and like I I gotta type in the password. Instead of me just, I'm so accustomed to just sitting down at my desk. I'll sit down from my laptop, open in the screen, and my laptop just automatically unlocks. Whereas I'm at work Bam. and I gotta like sit down and type in a password. I'm just gonna, like. What happened that nice simple <laughs> <laughs> that simple way of just unlocking it with my watch being in the proximity and I'm just like oh, this that, that's like perfect. Like, I don't have to type in a pass well now I type in my passwords when I first turn on my laptop. But other than that, I just sit down, open it and boom. My my, my watch is unlock it. Yeah. It's all just so simple. Living into the ecosystem. <laughs> and now we get into the services, which is actually what they uh, actually talked about at their event, which again surprised a lot of people. Um, though, you know, technically there was still this hardware thing that they did come out with, in a sense. It's called Apple Card. Um, it's pretty much the only <laughs> hardware thing that they actually came out with. And it's something I think they've been working on for a while, especially since Google has technically had like their Google Wallet card from like 2016. Which was only really trialed and tested inside California, but I bet, I bet you, I'll bet you this that Apple Card is going to kick off better than Google. Well, it's a different like time, and it's like almost like a different era in a sense. Like Google was just testing out the waters, and Apple's actually just going full forward into it. Which I mean, it seems like it would make sense to actually do this, Google. I hate to say this, but Google acts a lot of ways like a springboard of innovation for other companies to then come out and actually take over. Uh, I gotcha. Which irks me as like someone who uses Google products and Android and stuff like that because it's like, yeah, this was actually a cool idea, and then you guys killed it and didn't really or didn't roll it out everywhere. And then it just kind of you stop talking about it and then three four five years later some other company comes out and is like hey we're doing this and everyone's like oh my god like <laughs> and google's <laughs> like genius oh we did something like that uh but we're not going to talk about it at all like that's in the past But yeah, so this new uh, Apple Card, it's going to be their new credit card system that does not have any pins, uh, CVCs on it, uh, or your credit card number uh, either. 
It doesn't have any of that. It is quite literally going to be uh, just a card that has your name on it with a pin, uh, the chip and, and the pin. Apple logo. And the Apple logo. Nicely engraved with a nice video showing. Great. Yes. They always have nice videos. Like I always have to give Apple that. But um, essentially what it is is that you can sign up for an Apple card right on your iPhone and start using it immediately for Apple Pay purchases. Um, and it's in partnership with Goldman Sachs. Now, you can make digital payments with Apple Pay using the card, but for non-Apple Pay payments, Apple is giving customers a slick titanium card um, with no visible uh, credit card information like we mentioned earlier. Uh, there are some caveats, though. Uh, you only get 1% cash back for using the standard card purchases. You get 2% cash back, though, for Apple Pay purchases and 3% cash back for Apple purchases. So if you decide to, like, spend $10,000 on Apple and essentially buy three products, then you're going to get 3% back because you're buying from Apple. Um... Now, cashback was provided to you on a daily basis, so you can use it for paying your balance, making purchases, or sending Apple Pay cash in inside iMessage. Uh, there are also unique budgeting and tracking tools for monitoring spending along with support via the Messages app. There are no fees, and Apple plans to offer low interest rates. Do you remember like what kind of interest rates they had said? Did they actually say interest rates? No, I don't think the, I don't think the, oh, wait, wait, the interest rate, depending on how much you want to pay. So let's say the less you pay, the more interest, the more interest rates, well, the more interest you pay. So let's say your bill is like a thousand dollars, pay, um, 500, your interest for paying 500 is going to be your interest paying like 900. Okay. Okay. Hmm. That's that's decent. But like they have like this little like, um uh, on the app that you can rotate it to show how much you want to pay and it's gonna show you your interest in like a and need it. Yeah. So I mean overall it kind of seems like they're they're becoming like a cross between credit card, uh Apple Pay, mint and a budget. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mint is what comes to mind when it comes to like what I saw with them with their budget and stuff like that. Either mint or something like uh some version of Quicken or something like that. Like the budget version of Quicken, which is essentially mint. I don't really think about it cuz it's the same company. Um then they decided to come out with their services. And the first one they came out with was arcade which is essentially their people have been calling it the next netflix for gaming <laughs> and i was whelmed i was not overwhelmed i was not underwhelmed i was just whelmed um because essentially and a lot of people are starting to try and push the term cross-platform again i i just want to clarify that this is platform in the sense of form factor not that you're going to be able to play it on another platform itself um essentially is that you're going to get access to more than 100 uh ios games from publishers like disney sega logo i'm sorry lego 
Cartoon Network, Konami, and more when it launches in over five, 150 sorry, countries. Um, Apple has not announced pricing. They actually did not announce pricing for anything at this anything. event. And yeah, like even the subscription price for Apple Arc- Arcade, um, they say that it's going to include full access to all the games with no additional in-app purchases necessary to unlock content. So, hey, Jackie, welcome to the stream. Uh, Vicky, Jackie's saying you're looking vibrant. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the issue for me is, well, I shouldn't say the issue. Some concerns for me with this is that you're going to have it. Well, for starters, it seems almost like the Amazon underground knockoff version that Apple's making, because that's essentially what Apple underground does for their apps. You, you get your apps for free, and then as you use them, they pay the developers um, based on usage. And this kind of feels like it's going to probably end up becoming the same way where you uh, pay for the service, and then as you use or play the game, then they pay out the developer based on how long you play the game. Which, for the developer, if I end up... I, I'm, I'm really wondering if it's going to end up like breaking even for them at this point. Because, sure, it's Apple versus Amazon. But, like, if you're really... Because I noticed they made, they got the guy, if I remember correctly, who made one of the Final Fantasy games. And, like, if they have him working on a game, that's got to be expensive. And so what happens when he releases a game and people play it, but it doesn't break even? Like, will people stop using it? Will they stop releasing games for it? What happens in that case? And in terms of ownership, like when you stop paying for the subscription, do you still have access to the game and the content and levels that you would have played? Like there's no real information about the longevity of this service when you stop. So it's it's a little concerning to me in that regard. What what do you think, Vicky? Um, that is not where you're coming from, but I think from Apple's perspective, we're just looking at that uh this and they said like announced it but i think they're looking at how popular their games section is on the app store right now so they're just like the popularity mm. that they see from the app store uh, especially a person especially a person get their kids like ipads and stuff like that they used to do like the subscription on their ipad their kids not look much on Okay. Yeah, I don't really play a game on my phone, but that's because I don't really have time to. I but mean, I have some can... games on my iPhone, but it's not like a whole bunch. Like I have Hearthstone and Justice Two, Fane Glory, Pokemon Duel, and that's actually it. I have zero. I had some, but like they never seem to keep my attention for like a month or so. But I just them after they keep my attention now if i have an introduced socialize on. on now what like you you cut out oh i said now that if i have the need to like do something else other than socialize on my phone i go read a web a webtoon and call it a day 
Webtoon is probably the Addictive. app that eats up most of my time. <laughs> like I'll be up late at night just reading webtoons. Yeah, like just like easy scrolling down. To yeah. Addictive. And then when you get to the bottom and you finish the chapter, just continue oh, down and it takes you to the time. next chapter and it's ah so nice. But we also have some new Apple TV stuff. So uh, we have a new Apple TV app, which will be available on iOS devices, Apple TV, Mac in the fall, which is new. And we're going to be getting it on some third-party smart TVs like Sony, LG, Samsung, and Vizio. Features uh, that, uh, how should I play? It's, they essentially are saying that the features are better than ever when it comes to recommendations built on machine learning and a new channels option that will let you subscribe to and watch content from providers like stars showtime and hbo along with a few others um they did also mention that they were going to be tying in to some cable providers in the states but that's again some cable providers and in the states so yeah it's not the best if you're outside of the states in that regard. I guess. Pretty much. Like, I I literally do not touch my Apple app at all. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of sad. I usually like if I watch something on like Hulu and so on, like it only yeah. Um, I was saying that it usually shows like my up next for mainly Hulu and Crunchyroll and maybe Amazon Prime. I have to pass it. But it, it shows my up next. Like, as soon as I turn on my Apple TV, it shows my up next there. But I never go click it. I always go, I always scroll down to where the app is that I want to look for and select that instead of me actually physically, physically pressing up next. So I didn't try to get a person to um, interact with that section more by updating their Apple TV app. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Vicky, but their, their new revamp. Does it not remind you of Netflix? Yeah. Like, they took so much from Netflix. Like, even the, the like the skip intro button and everything like that is like, huh, you took that from Netflix. Your design, huh, you took that from Netflix. Some of your shows, huh, you took that from Netflix. It's like, <laughs> um... So it's, I don't know, it, to me, it kind of feels like it's, um, and this kind of lends into their new version of Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, which essentially is their version of original content for Apple TV, which is something that we've seen. They said that no one else in the industry has seen anything like this. And I'm like, as I'm watching these like 15, 20 minute long videos, <laughs> <laughs> of people introducing themselves and their shows and watching this girl like sing the intro to this TV show and uh, just like everything else including like them having a special section just for Oprah um, at the end of it I still didn't quite know what the hell I was watching uh, what this product and service well service was until I did a Google search and it said, oh, this is the original content. 
And I'm like, you could have said that from the beginning. All I had to do was literally list off, like, after after everybody came up, presented, etc. Just have, like, one little keynote, like, you know, like a little presentation on the screen that says original content, and this is them off. That's all I had to do. Exactly. I only saw the actors and actresses, and then I saw the writers. And that was it. It, then I think then they they after everything they show like a um a uh, montage or something yeah. yeah and that's how I realized okay this is what they're acting in etc. That was too long quite literally it was too long like I did not need to because I was standing up at someone else's cubicle and like we were watching it there it's and nice to watch those things at work. <laughs> um no comment um but like we were watching it and like we were both confused because we didn't understand what the hell this thing was and then it was like this is going on for too long and i'm like surely like this this the screen goes black and i'm like surely they're gonna come out and say it then it takes a little bit too long i'm like no they're waiting for someone else to come out and then someone else would come out and do another one. It's like, ah! <laughs> oh my gosh. It was frustrating. It was vexing. And I eventually, like, I left during Oprah's Zone because I was honestly worried that she would then lead into someone else. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Oprah, they saved the best for last. Clearly, I know. That, that, in- that introduction she had clearly showed that she was the favorite out of everybody. You know what's surprising to me, though? Like, the part where they showed her from behind and in the white outfit. And I was thinking to myself, I didn't say it out loud, but I'm like, is that Oprah? That looks like Oprah. And then lights came on. There was Oprah. Boom. It was Oprah. But, but the, she- the video they did showing um, the writers and the, and the directors, I think that was the best one. Compared I, to having the other, um, the actors and actresses come up on stage, I think they could have just left off with that, uh, have the listing, and then just have Oprah. Like that would have been that would have been fine for me, or maybe just like have the, as they announce the shows, have the actors the and the writers and stuff like that. Something, something. kind of like an awards. So it's like, and inside here we have this TV show with actors so, so, and so, and they walk on stage and, you know, just do a lineup kind of thing. And then maybe walk off or stay there. I don't know. But, like, it would have been so much better if they'd just done something like that instead of, like, having Jason Momoa say, close your eyes and imagine a world where this is how you are and decades long and so and so and so on and now open your eyes. And it's like, I just did not do any of that. Why did you even try? I would have to say that was actually one of the worst parts of an Apple keynote that I've ever seen, aside from the YouTube um, play. And that's a little bit controversial because I know some people really love YouTube. But yeah, I mean, overall though, Vicky, like, what what is your general thoughts on how they handled the? Well, the entire thing, like the entire actual event. Um, well, I figured 
from like a few i figured like last week because they 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 actually they they actually tweeted apple officially has one tweet on their twitter account (laughs) it's showtime they never they never tweeted at all like they just be like ads and it's just like throw it up so therefore like their tweet count is always zero but they tweeted um it's like teaser and it was like oh you know showtime blah blah blah. and they had something like a like a film i think it's like Countdown or something like that. So yeah. when I saw that, I was like, okay, clearly it's going to officially be there are different services. I'm expecting video one that everybody's been about one. Then they're opening. They're opening with like a bunch of colors, and like I'm already thinking, okay, it's going to be film. But like yeah. as soon as I saw the opening, I was like, I'm getting semi like games feel or whatever. So I was like, this is going to be film stuff. Then they started talking about the. New- and I kept going on about their different service. Um, I'm probably not going to use it now, but I will watch other. <laughs> I'm I'm going to use the the new Apple TV app because it's going to collect going to connect with um like already streaming the streaming services that I already use. So I, I'm highly glad it's going to connect with Netflix. It hasn't yet, but so far it works with. I don't use Crunchyroll anymore. But so far, it connects with my um, this Hulu account that I'm using. So I'm going to use it for that if this revamp actually turns out to make sense. Uh, I'm probably not going to watch it on my laptop. Hmm. I use it. But I do like how they adjusted and uh, they tweaked. But on the top of them updating the Apple when iOS 12 Twelve point two. Anyway, yeah, when iOS 12.2 came out on Monday, they also updated the Apple TV widget, well, widget for um, control center and on the lock screen. So now, if I'm watching something on my Apple TV, I can control it just from like, my screen. And they adjusted hmm. the Apple TV so I can center it display and the the image is actually a mode tv and it's full screen now it's taking up more it's, it makes more sense to make full screen you can control the apple tv from there so now they have just now they updated everything i can use the mode on my phone now because <laughs> i always used to use i also i always used to use the remote and i always lost it sometime in my like somewhere in my bed i always use it now i can go now you can what? Sorry. Uh, now I can just use my phone. Hmm. Now, that they, now they fix the app. Uh, Juan is saying that it's 1 a.m. where he is, and he's happy to be here. And he hopes that we both are doing good. Juan, I am doing well. I appreciate you always coming on whenever you can to watch the show, especially given your time zone. 1 a.m. <laughs> 1 a.m. you're asleep? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part, that's generally me. Unless I'm reading webtoons. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 I saw my like. Oh, I think the, the, they also do um, Apple Plus, which is be adding a... So I think they also... I think they slightly adjust the kind of uh, Apple Plus. And they also added 
Disney Plus, which is like a magazine subscription. Oh, and yeah. There was that whole magazine thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember correctly. Like 10. Well, my my side checking out that I don't know if anybody remembers when they did, um, they had like the newest stand up when they first like was thing. And I the newest stand up and replaced it with magazine and the Apple News app. Yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking that Apple News Plus, the subscription service, is more or less them bringing back the um, the stand up and keeping Apple at the same time. So it's going to offer like magazines within the app um, that they already have, which they essentially use. Uh, I'm not really a big magazine person, so I'm not excited. But if you are interested in magazines, the subscriptions there should be coming out already. I think it's about $9.99 for a trial. I mean, $9.99 subscription. And I think you get like a one month trial directly. Um. I feel like we're still missing something. Was there anything else that they mentioned at the event? I think that's it. I think Apple TV. Apple Arcade. Yes, that's it. Okay. Ah. It was like it, a simple event that took like what? It was a simple event that could have probably been done in 15 to 20 minutes, but spent like an hour. And, a, and like thirty an, minutes, maybe. yeah. Like it, I could have been done. I could have been done in an hour. It was needlessly long. Okay, yeah. So we've got News Plus. There's a button right there, and then you can eventually see some magazines when this thing decides to load. There we go. And then it has sport figures, so like sports illustrated data on the mound, focus on flavor, meet the teen who started a million dollar candy company, the new rules to South salad, so on and so forth, a new issue from the Hollywood Reporter. And this issue it's, gives all the information about what's inside that magazine. Then you have the Wall Street Journal and articles from there, profile in power, an article from there, health. Articles from different places like Vox, um, Apple News Plus, uh, Fortune, Newsweek. Then you have Simply Stunning with a really nice photo. Like, really nice photo. I was just looking at that one. Um, saying the rethinking the definition of beauty. Then at home, inspiration for personal space. Um, they're bringing up stuff from Real Simple, Money Magazine, Better Homes and Gardens. Then new issues like uh, Runner's Magazine, or Runner's World Magazine, I should say. Um, then healthcare hacks from places like Vox, Food Network, Martha Stewart, um, Garden and Gun, which I think is a uh, supposed it's supposed to be a, like a more manly show, I think. Quote unquote. Um, they have a science section from so you got stuff from Alta Prevention, Oprah Magazine, so on and so forth entertainment from like billboard uh so on and so forth it's it's a pretty neat revamp to the whole magazine thing and of course at the top you can also like choose which categories by name if you want to go by featured 
uh, or a particular like a genre like food or cars or entertainment, that kind of thing. And so if we click on entertainment, we'll see catalog, well, different magazines like uh, People, New York Magazine, Vanity Fair, Entertainment Weekly, so on and so forth. If you click on one of those, like if we click on The Hollywood Reporter, it gives us the cover uh, and then information about the different articles that's inside of it. If you want to click on one of those, then it's a, it starts it off. And then, of course, if you don't have it as of yet, they say you can try it for free or buy it, so on and so forth. I'm not going to do that. And that ends this demonstration. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that pretty much covers it for this episode of More Tech, or at least the Apple Stealthy and Stealth Releases and Services event. Oh, and they also we have a statement where work for them, their streaming service. Steven, you you mean um, how Steven Spielberg's working for them? Yeah. Which is kind of odd, considering how he was fervently against like um, Netflix and on, stuff like that. On Netflix. <laughs> and like making sure they don't get awards and stuff like that is like, and now you're working for a company like Apple, which is essentially the same thing, just same has, thing. Just has more money, money in its pockets. <laughs> Sales for the iPhones went down, so Apple is basically bombarding everybody with the streaming service. Pretty much, that's going to be their like their preference on making money right now. I think yeah. you're going to have some hardware, but the main thing is going to be services that they try to push on the hardware, which makes sense. Um, a lot of telecommunication companies, for example, believe um, they don't sell the pro they don't sell the purpose of selling phones is not really to make money; it's to like sell the service that you use on those phones or like TV or so on and so forth. So it's, it's, it kind of feels as very similar to that. Um, but it does make me wonder if Steven Spielberg went after Netflix because of his affiliation with Apple. Yeah, this Apple. That I have no idea, you know. Because this, was, this could not be something that they just recently started talking about. Nah, this had to be yeah, something. Exactly. Wait, they are timid. Okay. Or buddy buddies he's like hey they, they clearly had to have this conversation over brunch. yeah <laughs> over brunch so i'm like hey you know I'm and i would like i would love to have you yeah now i'm uh i'm hoping that's not the case with steve but it, it definitely feels that way they had a great photo with tim and steve <laughs> they were in the elevator together like leaving um the steve jobs the editor is going up and mm -hmm. they're just like spinning to him and everything and he just can't <laughs> he had his iphone there recording tim as he spoke and tim laughing and cracking Probably billionaire's party ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy but yeah, guys, that's going to give it a wrap for this episode of Esport, well, of More Tech. Um, don't forget, you know, we have our episodes up pretty much. We try to do it up every day after the live stream. So you can listen to it either as a 
video or as a podcast. The podcasts are quite literally pretty much everywhere that you can listen to podcasts except for SoundCloud right now. Um, the videos, we have them up on our website, morecookies.com, M-O-A-R cookies.com. So you can take a look and back and watch all of our episodes right there as well or listen to the podcast versions on our website as well. And um, if you ever want to be a part of the conversation, feel free to message us over on Twitter at M-O-A-R underscore cookies or jump into our Discord. Um, that's We actually had a bit of a back and forth about these this exact same topic um, earlier on uh, throughout the week and last week since we started noticing the Apple hardware start to drop and it was like where are you coming from <laughs> but um yeah so i'd like to thank everyone that decided to drop in i'd like to thank my co-hosts vicky awesome. and uh until next time guys stay savvy <laughs>